What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet. And today is another episode of Overthinking MTG, the show where we look at random magic cards, overthink them for way too long, talk about every element of them that we can kind of squeak any content out of, if I'm honest. Sometimes it's the art, sometimes it's the flavor, sometimes it's the design, gameplay, etc. So it has been, um, spoiler season apparently just never ends. And it is currently, the last couple of days they have been spoiling quite a bit from Jumpstart, which is a product that is designed for new players where each booster pack contains 20 cards and it's designed to be half of a sealed deck. So the idea is you buy two boosters, you smash them together, you get a 40 card deck that is two disparate themes fused together so you open up one pack of 20 cards and it is fixed so what is in there is determined already and it includes basic lands um basically it's half a deck it's everything you need to play a limited deck and there it'll have a certain theme be that angels or demons or lightning or goblins i mean it's a, a lot of them are tribal but not always and so the idea is you get like you can have a deck that's like half goblins half demons all right or half you could actually straight up have an angels and demons deck like that's just cool or like lightning dogs or um i don't know there's all kinds of weird mishmashes that you can do so you could have like pirates and i don't think they're ninjas but yeah you know you could have like pirates and zombies like and that could be a thing P -p -p pirate ghosts exactly because like why not right and it's more or less random like you crack a pack and that's just what you get um and then you crack another pack and that's just what you get and they have to work together somehow and who knows you might find really cool weird synergies or it you might have two really disjointed things going on um, that could still, I don't know, because in Limited, the power level is really low anyway. So I had assumed, because of the name, because of how it was being marketed, that this was this set was entirely intended for brand new players. It is a way to um, eliminate the deck building challenge while giving someone a very unique experience and also eliminating the challenge that is drafting because drafting for a new player would actually be really really daunting and even building a sealed deck is really daunting if somebody doesn't know how the game plays so this is an opportunity to give somebody a sealed limited environment experience that is going to be unique and special without them having to build a functional deck using their their brain you know which is really important or, you know it's important that you have a knowledge of the game in order to do that you know deck building is hard it is it's my favorite part of the whole freaking game if i'm honest but for some people it's not and that's okay and for new players you just got to learn more before you take that plunge and so jumpstart is a lovely way to avoid that so as you you might be able to imagine my surprise as i look through the spoilers for jumpstart there are some truly amazing cards, including a lot of really fantastic reprints. So as a veteran player who really enjoys Commander and finds the limited environment intriguing, all of a sudden I'm really interested in getting my hands on some Jumpstart packs, which I wasn't expecting. When it first got announced, I was thinking, okay, this isn't for me. Um, yeah, and so that's very, very interesting. And so today, in lieu of the random magic card, it, I would be remiss if I didn't look at a couple of cards from Jumpstart, talk about them, talk about what inspires me about them, what I find interesting. And in some cases, we're going to be looking at newer cards that I think have some particularly excellent flavor um, that we haven't seen before. And others, actually, I do have one reprint on the docket that I really want to talk about because it is one that there are a number of reprints in Jumpstart that are cards that I straight up never thought would get reprinted 
ever. And they're here. <laughs> they're 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 new. They're going to be new pack fresh versions of these floating around. And so we'll, we'll get to that. So the very first card I want to look at is Ormos Archive Keeper. It is a 5-5 flyer for 6. So four generic, blue, blue, flying. If you would draw a card while your library has no cards in it, instead put five plus one plus one counters on Ormos Archive Keeper. Then you could pay one blue, blue, discard three cards with different names, draw five cards. So Ormos is an excellent powered down version of uh, the new Jace. Was it Mind Sculptor? No, that's the old school one. Anyway, no, Jace, um, the uh, Thassa's Oracle and Laboratory Maniac. <laughs> Ormos is a lovely powered down version of those. So Thassa's Oracle, Laboratory Maniac, and the most recent Jace all allow you to win the game if you would draw a card off of an empty library. It replaces the you lose the game with the you win the game. Now, Ormos doesn't do that. However, what Ormos does is gives you a way to not lose. So it replaces the you lose the game with put five plus one plus one counters on Ormos. And actually, that's the interesting part. It doesn't remove the the clause that if you draw a card, you lose the game. But it just allows you to skip your draw. So you just you don't have to draw. You can instead just put counters on this flyer. And it's five counters. And so your five five all of a sudden becomes a ten ten. And if you would draw multiple cards, then you could do it multiple times. And so all of a sudden, this thing could get freaking huge, freaking huge, really freaking fast. And so in a lot of situations, that is going to result in you winning the game because you milled yourself out, because you don't have a library anymore. But it's not guaranteed. Your opponent can chump block this. Your opponent can't chump block a Thassa's Oracle trigger. They can't. Meanwhile, well, they can with Ormos. And so it's not a guarantee. They could also remove this at a point before the, uh, the card draw would occur. And so that would would kill you because the the library would all you would would have to draw out of an empty library. So, like those are things. There are ways around this that are unique and kind of fun. That I really dig this. I think it's great design. Also, the activated ability, the pay three to discard three cards with different names and draw five cards. You're getting straight up card advantage. The mana cost of three is reasonable, but there's this additional restriction that the three cards you discard have to have different names. So you can't just have a fistful of islands, chuck them and, you know, draw a fresh hand. You do have to sculpt the hand that you discard, which is an interesting restriction. It gives it gives it just a little extra something. Um, yeah, I, I, I love the design on Ormos Archive Keeper. I think it is an excellent rare. It is a sphinx that feels like a sphinx, and I, I just, I absolutely adore it. It's a 5-5 five, five for 6, too, so in limited... That's really freaking good. Um, yeah, I believe this card is really great. Whether it's going to be great in the limited environment of Jumpstart, I don't know. But I definitely have some commander decks where I want to put this. Because I feel like it can do really cool things. And and the design space is interesting. Not to mention the artwork is gorgeous. You know, No surprise there, of course. Next up, we're going to be looking at Kel's Fight Fixer. Now, this is also a monocolor legendary. And in this case, it is an Azra Warlock, which is an interesting creature type. And it costs two generic black black for a 4-3 with menace so stats aren't aren't nothing there and then whenever you sacrifice a creature you may pay hybrid demir so either a blue or a black if you do draw a card that's just great a little pay pay one draw a card whenever you sack a creature sweet i'm in black i'm gonna be sacrificing creatures all the time anyway so yeah give me some cards that sounds awesome and then you can also just pay one sacrifice a creature and kills fight facer gains indestructible until end of turn 
So as long as you have fodder, and as long as you're doing some aristocrat stuff where you're sacrificing your creatures, Kells is going to be getting you a lot of cards and protecting herself. That's freaking awesome. I want to build a commander deck around this so bad you don't even know, because it's just great. And additionally, because that mana cost is hybrid, if you were to build a commander deck, you'd have access to all of Demir. You know, you have access to blue in the color identity. You're not just limited to black. I feel like that was something that they threw in specifically for commander players. Although, actually, given the nature of Jumpstart, if you crack two packs and one of them is black and one of them is blue, then all of a sudden any of your free mana can pay for Kels' ability. So that's kind of cool. Like, that gives it a little extra flexibility. That is really darn useful. And so drawing extra cards whenever you sacrifice creatures is freaking awesome because it's a net neutral on resources. You're losing a creature, but you're gaining a card. Now, in sacrificing the creature, that's the other thing, is you don't have to sacrifice the creature to draw the card. Uh, I didn't say that correctly, no. The creature being sacrificed is a trigger that gives you the option of paying for this. So whatever you sacrificed it to is still an effect that you're getting. So presumably, if you're sacrificing creatures anyway, it's because you're getting some kind of value out of them. Now, imagine this with, like, Ayara, who allows you to sacrifice creatures to draw cards. So you tap her, sacrifice creature to draw a card, then you can pay an additional one and draw two. You know, just draw, draw another one, just because. Like, that's great. That just gives you extra value, extra gas in strategies where you're going to be sacrificing stuff. So it's awesome. And flavorfully, Fight Fixer. And, you know, she is laying, like, kind of leaning back in a chair, um, idly, idly playing with some coins in her hand. Um, so she's clearly, you know, clearly a bookie or clearly, you know, somebody who is um, overseeing some questionable gambling. I just, I love the flavor because when a creature, whenever you sacrifice a creature, whenever a creature takes a dive, you get paid by drawing a card. I just, I think it's fantastic. Flavorfully, it's great. The ability is here. The the flexibility is here. There are all kinds of options. Um, yeah, I think Kel's Fight Fixture is absolutely fantastic. Now, going on to another black legendary, we have Tiny Bones, Trinket Thief. This little guy is fantastic in a lot of different ways. So, it is a 1-2 Skeleton Rogue for one and a black. At the beginning of each end step, if an opponent discarded a card this turn, you draw a card and lose one life. So it's a Phyrexian arena. Uh, it's a Phyrexian arena on a tiny, adorable body as long as people are discarding cards. Now that counts cycling. That counts any ability that you have to leverage to force your opponent to discard cards. Um, and there are a lot out there. There are a lot out there. So that's not hard to do. The other thing that's really great about this, especially in Commander, that's where I think Tiny Bones is really going to shine. Because people are drawing cards like it's going out of style. They're doing that there all the freaking time. And so it is not hard to have a hand to interact with. Now, if you're running primarily discard strategies in a 60-card format, you it is very disruptive early. But later in the game, it can really run out of gas. You know, anybody, who, anybody who's tried to build a deck around Abyssal Spectre or one of those just like discard bombs to try to force your opponent to discard their whole hand the whole game and kind of stacks them out that way finds out really quickly that if you don't have a really strong way to finish the game fast they will inevitably draw the answer off the top of their deck and play it immediately and you won't have a chance to disrupt their hand with it that happens it happens all the time um and so in a one-on-one -on -one format 
that level of that hand disruption disruption being plan A is generally not a good idea. As a backup plan to help slow your opponent down while you get something else online, absolutely, it can be very valuable. But full-on discard decks generally don't work. However, in Commander, your opponents are drawing a whole obscene amount of cards, to the point where generally making them discard one is kind of irrelevant. Like it doesn't make that big of a difference. The amount of the amount of advantage lost by for by saying by like thought seizing somebody in commander and forcing a particular discard out of their hand is really minimal and usually that one card that you can, that you have you want to get more value than that out of it however if thought seizing somebody is going to give you access to tiny bones's frexian arena at the beginning of that end step Awesome. Then all of a sudden, like you got a you got a thought seize that replaced itself at the end of the turn. That's great. And then if you have instant speed ways of forcing people to discard stuff, you get it at the end of their turn too. So that's just great. There's all kinds of fun things you can do with this. And as a result, you're limiting your opponent's hands. You're forcing them to discard stuff. You're drawing extra cards. So you're getting some excellent hand advantage or excellent card advantage there. Then if you have other things that can interact with their graveyard, I mean, they're discarding all those cards. So why not, right? Anyway, I think this is great. But then finally, you can pay six. Each opponent with no cards in hand loses 10 life. So if you have a way to produce an obscene amount of mana and something that allows that forces all opponents to discard their hand, which there's actually a lot of them out there, believe it or not. There are a number of spells and abilities that force all players to discard their entire hand. So if you have any of those, that can be a finisher with Tiny Bones if you have enough mana. So if you, but, and the other thing is in black, if you have Urborg, Cabal Coffers, um, Nykthos, Thrind to Nyx, uh, Nyx Lotus, like it's not that crazy to get a, in, in incredible amount of mana up in mono black. So there are ways around it where you can really pump it up and that that six hit, you could trigger that two, three times in a turn after forcing everybody to discard their hand. That would get out of hand really, really fast. And little guy only costs two to put on, onto the battlefield. So even if he does get killed a couple of times in a commander game, you know, it could get killed twice and it's still only going to cost you, what, six to put down? That's not bad. Like, that's just not bad at all. So I think Tiny Bones is going to be an absolute bomb mono black commander staple. I think it's going to be the the big the big cheese. Speaking of card drawn commander, I want to get to the last card that we're going to be talking about today. And it is a card that I am truly shocked is getting a reprint. I never believed in a million years we would see this card get reprinted because it was originally printed at Common back in, I believe it was Urza Saga. So it was a super old set, super old card. It was originally printed common because they clearly didn't understand how good it was. Um, This time it's coming back as a rare. And what I'm referring to is Ristic Study. Ristic Study is an enchantment that costs two and a blue. Whenever an opponent casts a spell, you may draw a card unless that player pays one. So this was originally printed at common because apparently they didn't think it was very good. But of course, in Commander, it has become an incredibly powerful staple that can force people to draw just a, a... insane number of cards because nobody's going to want to pay the one um you know that's a situation where generally when people are playing stuff they don't want to pay extra to prevent you from drawing cards so a lot of the time with ristic study you can you can draw a lot of cards the reason that this reprint is especially noteworthy is ristic study hasn't been reprinted in i mean i think it's been has it been decades plural or has it I mean, it's been an incredibly long time since we have seen Ristic Study. And as a result, 
it is it's going for, I want to say, like $20 or $30 right now because every commander deck that has access to blue is better if it has Rhystic Study in it. Okay, I shouldn't say every because that's a really bold statement, but most, for sure. There's There are very few decks that would, that would be hurt for having Rhystic Study in it. I mean, it's just one of those where if you've got it, play it because it's great and because of that the price has crept up over the years as copies have become more and more rare as people have um you know held on to what they have because it's retaining its value and so the fact that it's getting reprinted is awesome and the truth is this is one of those cards that is so freaking good in commander and commander is such a freaking good format that is only growing year over year this thing is going to retain its value. Like I think what we're going to see is the price on risk study is going to drop significantly right after Jumpstart comes out. And then it's just going to slowly climb back up. That's how commander staples work. And so now would be a fine time to grab a couple. I mean, I'm no financial wizard, so please don't take this as you know financial advice. Um, but if you are a commander player and you want to get your hands on 1, 2, 5, 12 of these for your various decks, now's the time. Go grab them. Um, because... They're going to get more expensive later, unless Wizards decides to just reprint the Everlove and Snot out of these, which I wouldn't be mad at. I got to be honest. So yeah, guys, Jumpstart looks like a fantastic set. I am really excited for it, and I didn't expect to be, um, which was the same feeling I had for Core 21. So all in all, um, I feel like this past year, M Magic players have been really cynical, and rightfully so, because um, we've seen a lot of really questionable stuff hit various metas, but that's changing. And that's changing in a really beautiful way. And I think these new sets that we're seeing are shifting things in the right direction. So I'm delightfully surprised by Jumpstart. I can't wait to get my hands on them. I think we're in for a really fun ride. Um, and I can't wait to see what happens next. You know, uh, when we go back to Zendikar, who knows? Yeah. And But I'll definitely be here talking about it. So thank you so much for hanging out, everybody. This has been truly a delight. You can catch me on my live stream, twitch.tv slash hamhocks42. Um, yeah. Or and you can also catch me out, catch me out, check me out, catch up with me, catch me over on YouTube. Uh, also, HamHawks42, the link is in the description. Thank you so much for hanging out, and I will catch you guys next time.